Okay, friend, you are going to need to buckle up for today's episode because it is about to be a touchy subject for some of you. Today, we are diving into the highly controversial topic of the self-help slash self-improvement industry and how we are to respond as Christian entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about what to look for if you are searching for your next self-help slash self-improvement book, red flag signs that should send you running for the nearest exit, and of course, answering the big question, should I even be reading self-help slash self-improvement books as a Christian? It is all inside episode 28 of the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's do it. Hey friend, and welcome to the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast, where we dive deep into all things faith, online courses, coaching, and how to make money from home on Instagram. I'm your host, Cami Wilkie, unapologetic follower of Jesus, wife, dog mom, and your faith-based business coach. If you are tired of your nine to five job, living paycheck to paycheck, and you're ready to go full time as an online coach and course creator on Instagram, then you are in the right place. Buckle up and get ready for business building tips, social media hacks, and a whole lot of Jesus. Let's get to work. Entrepreneurs tend to be very driven people, people who are always wanting to improve, people who are always wanting to get better. Those are like, I would say, pretty common characteristics of people who own any type of business. This is why I believe that the self-help slash self-improvement industry is so popular amongst entrepreneurs, and in our case, specifically online coaches, because, because as entrepreneurs, as online coaches, we are always looking to improve. And the worldly place to to get that information, to get that motivation, and to get that type of mentorship often falls into the self-help, self-improvement book category. That's where, I'll, that's where I would say a, a wide majority of people, if they're wanting to improve their life, they go to some form of self-help or self-improvement. Well, little story for you. Almost three years ago, as I was just starting my business, someone recommended me, recommended to me the book, The Secret by Rhonda Burns. And at that time, I've been a believer for many, many years, but at that time, I wasn't really diving deep into my faith. Um, But even so, I was a little bit reluctant to this book. It it felt a little bit new agey to me. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't really know. But the person that was recommending it to me said, "Well, well, they referenced the Bible in there. And so I was like, well, okay, I'll give it a go. I was listening to The Secret on Audible, and I'm not joking, within an hour, probably less than that, of me starting to listen to the book The Secret on Audible, the Holy Spirit immediately gave me like a resounding, nope, 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 this is not it, do not read this, do not listen to this, shut it down, Cammie. And I obeyed, I shut it down, I stopped listening to the book. I wanna give you a quick little summary though, about what that book, The Secret, is about, which, by the way, is a worldwide best-selling book in the self-help, self-improvement category. Here's what that book is about. And this is a quote by short-form readers. Quote, with the principles of The Secret, 
you will learn to use the power of your mind to make what you want a reality. Through practical steps and guidance for how to shift your feelings and behaviors to a stronger, more positive place, you will learn how to harness the law of attraction to create a better and happier life, end quote. Now, a couple of things I want to point out about that. The way that that paragraph flowed, the way that those words, words flowed sounded really nice. I mean, it was saying um, to use the power of your mind to make what you want a reality. Like all of this sounds very, very enticing. But this is also has red flags all over this. <laughs> so at the end of that quote, it says you will learn how to harness the law of attraction to create a better and happier life. And what I want to point out here is that oftentimes I think a lot of us are, are completely skipping over the, the law of attraction part because the very last few words of that sentence, create a better and happier life, sounds so great. And based upon that sentence to harness the law of attraction to create a better and happier life, it's, it's laying it out to say, hey, if you want a better and happier life, the law of attraction is the way to do that. It's making it out to be that the law, if you are somebody who wants a better and happier life, that the law of attraction is your solution. And that is incredibly manipulative. And if you're not familiar, let me go ahead and read to you what the law of attraction definition is. And this definition is coming, you're going to laugh when you hear this. Um, this definition is coming to you by successconsciousness.com. I feel like right there, like the Holy Spirit is immediately like, ooh, <laughs> but here's the definition. Quote, the law of attraction is the attractive magnetic power of the universe that manifests through everyone and through everything, end quote. Here are three big red flags that jump out at me based upon that definition. Number one, it references the universe, not God. Let me be clear. The universe is like, people refer to the universe, I think, as this like very... I think when people say the universe, they're, they're trying to, maybe not everybody, but oftentimes I feel like some people say the universe so that they are more um, mindful of a wide variety of beliefs. And well, if I say the universe, that's more accepted than saying God or Jesus, getting really, really specific. So I'm just going to say the universe as a way to try and just like, you know, welcome everybody and not offend anybody. Well... Let me tell you, the universe does not have any power. Now, the God who created the universe, that's who I serve. And just so that we're clear, because I've even seen, I've even seen people like use the word God as like try and like water down the word God to be like God or, you know, like whatever you believe God is, whatever your higher power is. When I say God, let me be clear. I'm talking about the one and only God, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, Son of God, God who was there in the beginning, the middle, the end, who always is, who always will be, and who does not change. That is who I'm talking about. The God that is referenced over and over and over a million times in the Bible. That is who I'm referring to. And this definition, the law of attraction, is referencing the universe. That is red flag number one to me. They're talking about the universe being in a position of power, which it is not, instead of God. They're not at all referencing the Lord. Red flag number two, they're talking about manifestation. 
Common day, modern term manifestation is a very new agey thing. Now, I I spoke about this on Instagram a couple months ago. I made a post about it and someone commented on the post saying that, essentially my post was saying that, you know, kind of calling out this modern day word of manifestation and how it's very, very, it's new agey. And people who are saying the word manifestation today usually mean it in a very new agey belief, as in I am manifesting my dream life. I'm calling things in from the universe. Um, I am the one that is manifesting and making things happen. And this person called me out and was saying that I had a misunderstanding of the word manifestation and that the Bible actually supports it. I'm talking about modern day use of the word manifestation, okay? the concept that you have some sort of power to like call in things from the universe by your own will and your own strength, that is like the modern day use of the word manifestation. And that is completely and utterly anti-biblical. Now, if the Lord wants to manifest something in the Lord's power here on earth, absolutely it's going to happen. But nine times out of 10, when the person today uses the word manifestation, that is not what they're referring to. They're referring to creating something within their own power or that the universe is going to give them something because they manifested it. Like it, it's, it's completely anti-biblical the way that people are using the term most of the time modern time today. So that's red flag number two, that they're talking about manifestation. And then number three red flag is the phrase magnetic power of the universe that manifests. (laughs) And that's just kind of a combination of red flag number one and red flag number two. That just makes that whole sentence is just like, yikes to me. Magnetic power of the universe that manifests. That right there is like, no wonder, no wonder the Holy Spirit immediately when I started reading that book was like, nope, Cammy, shut it down. I hadn't even gotten into like, I had, I was not even deep into the book. I was in the very smack dab beginning of the book and the Holy Spirit was like, no. Well, no wonder because that entire book is based upon this concept of the law of attraction, which is completely anti-biblical. And some people will try and and convince others that the law of attraction is in line with biblical scripture. And they oftentimes do this by using the scripture of Proverbs 23, 7, the King James version. And it says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so he is. And they try to use that verse to prove that the law of attraction is biblical, when in fact, it is not at all biblical. When people are using that verse to try and prove a point of law of attraction, they're actually just taking that scripture completely out of context to manipulate the word of God into meaning whatever it is that they want it to mean. That is a big red flag. Here is my full circle point here. The secret is, like I mentioned before, a worldwide best-selling book. Millions of people are reading this book. It has like between four and five star rating on Amazon. Millions of people are loving it. Millions of people are reading it, listening to it, and believing it. And it is a lie. There are so many self-help and self-improvement books, just like The Secret, that make a profit off of selling people lies that sound really nice. 
but they are anti-biblical and therefore are anti-truth. Friends, when it comes to self-help, self-improvement, the whole industry, whether, whether it's a, you know, we're going to be talking about like a lot of like self-help books here in this podcast, but there could be like self-help, self-improvement podcasts, self-help, self-improvement, like coaches or mentors, whatever the source is, when it comes to self-help and self-improvement, you need to be weary. You need to be asking the Lord for wisdom and you need to be asking the Lord for discernment. I am not saying that every single self-help, self-improvement book out there is anti-biblical. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying that there are many, many self-help and self-improvement books out there that sound great, but are leading people away from the Lord. I want to read you a post that I saw on Instagram today that I think perfectly encompasses this. So this is a post by Shane underscore Pruitt 78. And he said in his post, self-help is helpless against sin. If self is the problem, then self can't be the solution. We need someone outside of self. His name is Jesus. And I think that that perfectly encompasses how weary we need to be of thinking that we as self could possibly be the solution to any of our problems. So I want to now kind of shift the conversation into if you are going to look for self-help or self-improvement books, which again, I'm not saying that they're all bad, but if you are a Christian looking for self-help and self-improvement books, there are a few things you absolutely need to be weary of and to use within your discernment. So I have three points here. Number one, be cautious of books that reference the universe, that reference manifestation or manifesting something within your own will or the universe manifesting something. Psychics, mediums, crystals, tarot cards, or any new age practices. If you are reading a book that references any of those things, those are things that should be like sending off alarms inside of your head. There is only one God. He is the God that created the universe. The universe itself has no power. The God who created the universe has power. So anything that is referencing the universe or saying that the universe has any sort of power or manifestation or any of those other things, you need to be very, very weary of that. And the Lord's word is very clear about staying away from new age practices. New age practices, things like psychics, mediums, tarot cards, crystals, all of that. The Lord is very clear about new age practices and staying away from them in biblical scripture. Point number two, you need to be cautious of books that focus on you being the hero of your own story rather than the Lord being your savior. It is in the word. It is in like the number one word of the industry, self-help, self-improvement. There's a huge focus on self within the self-help and self-improvement industry. And that is a problem because it is taking the focus off of the Lord and putting it on you. If you are the problem, you cannot also be the solution. Now, I do want to say that the Lord absolutely expects you to participate in your own life. Faith without works is dead. In other words, faith without action is dead. You need to develop discipline. You need to know how to create healthy long-term habits. 
But thinking and starting to believe the ideology that you yourself are in full control of your future and your destiny and that you alone are going to be the ruin or the savior of it, that is not biblical. We need to be very, very cautious about that. And the way that a lot of times books will phrase this or kind of disguise the, this, this focus on you is they will say phrases like your highest self. I've seen coaches say that all the time, your highest self. For an example, what would your highest self do? You know, if you get into this, this, this sticky situation, what would your highest self do? It is glorifying you, not the Lord. Instead of asking, what would your highest self do? Try asking, what would Jesus do? Do you see the difference? When a coach, a mentor, a book is putting so much emphasis on glorifying yourself instead of glorifying the Lord, that is a major red flag. And point number three, you need to be cautious of self-help and self-improvement books whose principles are contradicting the word of God. I want to read a couple of scriptures for you. John 14, Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. This scripture is saying that the Lord is truth. Okay, because we believe as Christians, a three in one, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Son of God, and God himself, the three in one, the Holy Trinity. The Lord is the truth. Next scripture I want to reference to you also in John. Jesus says, or the scripture is John 17, 17. And Jesus here is saying, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. He is literally saying in both of these scriptures that the Lord is truth and that the Lord's word is the truth, the only truth. The Bible is documentation of the way that God instructs us to live our life. This is the Lord's word which is the truth. And anything that contradicts this truth is a lie. Anything, anything at all that contradicts the word of God is a lie, no matter how nice and sweet it sounds to our human flesh. It is a lie if it contradicts the word of God. And the only way that you are going to know if something contradicts the word of God is if you are consistently reading the word of God of God. How in the world can you expect yourself to know when something is contradicting the word if you don't know the word? I am convinced that the reason why so many Christians find themselves going down the slippery slope of self-help is because they don't even know that what they're reading contradicts the word of God because they themselves are not reading the word of God regularly. You guys, I have been a Christian for as long as I can remember. However, I have not been pursuing the Lord, like, like really dedicating time, energy, effort to, in my life to pursuing the Lord until I was probably about 24, 23, 24 years old. Since I have been reading the word of God consistently, it is amazing to me how many things in this world, on TV commercials, on Instagram, political policies that I see consistently contradict the word of the Lord. But if I was not reading the word of the Lord consistently, I would have no idea that these things that we're exposed to every single day are contradictory to the word of the Lord. 
How can we live in accordance to the word of the Lord if we are not reading it? If we are not hiding ourselves in the word of the Lord, if we're not covering ourselves with the words that God gave us. Many of us are falling down the slippery slope of self-help, believing these words that are actually lies because we don't know that they contradict the word of God because we're not reading the word of God. We have to be reading the word of God. We have to. And when you start reading the word of God, your eyes will start to become open. You will start seeing the world differently. You will have a level of discernment that you didn't experience before. Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church has this saying, and he says, the word of God is the only book that when you read it, it reads you back. No other book is going to do that for you. No other self-help, self-improvement book is going to do that the way that the word of the Lord, the living word is going to do that. So let's just quickly run through those three points that I just mentioned. Number one, if you are going to read and seek out self-help and self-improvement books, mentors, coaches, you need to be weary and cautious of these three things. Number one, anything that references the universe, manifestation, Manifesting something by your own will, psychics, mediums, crystals, tarot cards, other new age practices, you need to be cautious. Number two, anything that focuses on you being the hero of your own story rather than the Lord being your savior. Anything that puts a huge focus or glorifies you more than it glorifies the Lord, that's a red flag. And then lastly, number three, anything whose principles contradict the word of God. And you will only know that it contradicts the word of God if you actually know the word of God. And you will only know the word of God if you are reading the word of God. So this brings us to the ultimate question of today's podcast. Should Christians stay away from all self-help and self-improvement books? My answer, not necessarily. Here's what you need to remember if you are pursuing self-help and self-improvement. Number one, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit conviction. If God is telling you to stop reading that book, to stop pursuing that coaching mentor, to stop seeking out self-help and self-improvement books, either altogether or a very specific book, you need to be obedient to what the Holy Spirit is telling you. That is number one. You need to be listening to the conviction that the Holy Spirit lays on you. If God tells you to do something, do it. If God is telling you, stop reading that self-help book, stop seeking out all these self-improvement resources, then be obedient to him. Number two, if you are reading self-help, if you are reading through self-improvement books, like if you don't feel that conviction from the Holy Spirit to stop all, all self-help books, then you need to make sure of this. Make sure that the books that you are reading are echoing what the Bible already says. For example, last year I started listening to, I haven't finished it, but I started listening to on Audible, the book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And this is a book that so far, and I'm several hours into this book, I have not found anything that contradicts the word of the Lord. This book, Atomic Habits, is all about showing people how to build habits that are lifelong and that will help you stay disciplined. The word of God 
tells us to be disciplined. This book is showing people how to build habits that help them be disciplined. There is nothing so far in this book that I have heard that has contradicted the word of the Lord in any way. And in fact, it is echoing what the word of the Lord is already telling us. The word of the Lord tells us to be disciplined. And this book is showing us how to develop habits that help us to stay disciplined. So this is, is an example of my own personal experience. And I'm not saying that this has to be your experience, but in my personal experience, this is a self-help book that echoes what the Holy Spirit, what the word of the Lord is already saying. And if there was or is anything in this book or any other books that contradicts the word of the Lord, I would not give it any of my time and energy. So my point, my opinion is that not all self-help books are evil, are bad, are new agey, are leading people away from the Lord. But beyond that, you need to be listening to the conviction that the Holy Spirit is laying on you. If God is telling you, do away with all self-help books, then be obedient in that. If the Lord is saying, you don't need to do away with all self-help books, but you need to be very, very aware, you need to be steering clear of certain ones, then you need to be obedient in that. Be obedient to the conviction that the Lord is giving you. In my opinion, the main reason why entrepreneurs are reading self-help and self-improvement books in the first place is because they want to improve themselves. On a deep and inner level, they want to be better than they were yesterday. My friend, if you want to be better than you were yesterday, if you are wanting to improve yourself on a deep level, the number one book that will help you change your life from the inside out and help you improve is the Bible. No other book is going to help you more than the Bible will. No other book is going to help you improve your life the way that the Bible will. You reading self-help books should never, ever, ever replace you reading the Bible. If you're reading self-help books more than you're reading the word of God, that is a major red flag. And if you want a book specifically in the Bible that I have felt like, oh my goodness, I like, I've, I have read it already and it's the book that we're going through currently in my Bible study. Um, if you want a book that speaks big time on truth and wisdom and wealth and discipline, go read the book of Proverbs. I truly believe that the book of Proverbs has more wisdom in it than any other self-help book that you're ever going to read. Ever. Go read the book of Proverbs. I also want to take this opportunity to invite you to study the word of the Lord with me. So a few weeks ago, the Lord called me to start an online Bible study that was open to any woman at all that was interested in joining. Meaning, yes, I'm an online coach and I, I work with online coaches, but he called me very specifically to open up a Bible study that was open to any woman at all who wanted to join. So I was obedient in that call. I put it out there on Instagram. I asked people who would be interested in joining and there was over 20 women that responded that they would be interested in joining. We organized, we got things together. And last week being February 7th, Monday, we had our very first Bible study 
all together. And we're starting in the book of Proverbs that I was just telling you guys about is way better than any self-help book you will ever, ever read. So we're starting in the book of Proverbs. We're doing a chapter each week inside of the book of Proverbs. And I want to invite you to join this Bible study with us. If you are a woman who wants to study the word of God and have fellowship with other women who are believers, this Bible study is for you. So we meet every single Monday via Zoom at 7 p.m. Central. And if you are wanting to join, here's a couple ways that you can connect with me so that I can get you that information to join the Bible study. Number one, you can either send me an email. If you scroll down into the show notes, you'll see my email right there. You can just send it. It'll come directly into my personal inbox, and I will be happy to give you the, the information to join the Bible study. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is down below in the show notes as well. And just let me know, hey, Cammie, um, I would really love to join your Bible study. Can I have that information? And my answer will be 100% yes. To close out, you guys, I want to read to you John 17, 14. And in this scripture, Jesus says, I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. A couple notes here. Number one, if it seems like everyone in the world is jumping on a bandwagon, that is a red flag. That is a red flag that is an indication to take a look at what everybody is jumping on the bandwagon for. What, what is the bandwagon? What is it? Is it in line with the word of God or is it not? Because my friend, if you are living your life according to the word of the Lord, you will be living against the grain of the world. Meaning you will not be in the majority. So if a majority of people, if a majority of coaches that you know, if a majority of entrepreneurs fill in the blank, if a majority of anybody that you know is following a certain pattern, look deeper. Because that pattern that they're following may be contradictory to the word of the Lord. When you are living your life in accordance with the word of God, you will be going against the grain of the world. And number two, second point I want to make here. We are called to be in the world, not of the world. We have to do life differently. It's not a suggestion. If you are submitting your life to the Lord, you have to do life differently. You have to run your business differently. You have to run your home differently. Your entire life is going to look different than the world. We are called to be in the world and not of the world. And that can be scary sometimes. That can be a little bit disheartening sometimes because sometimes it makes, when we are doing things in accordance to the word and not the world, it makes us stand out in a way that isn't necessarily always easy or always positive. But second Chronicles 15 verse seven gives us encouragement in this. It says, but as for you, be strong and courageous for your work will be rewarded. And when I read something like that, I think, well, well, that's awesome. Okay. So, so if I'm working in what the Lord has called me to steward, then I'm going to be rewarded. Am I going to be rewarded here on earth? Like, does, like if I run my business exactly the way that the word of God says, does that automatically mean that I'm going to be a millionaire? Like help me understand what does rewarded mean? Help me understand that context. Um, so I have a life application study Bible 
by Tyndale. And I wanted to read to you um, down at the bottom, they give like little notes, little explanations of, of more context to scriptures. And so the context of the scripture that says, but as for you, be strong and courageous for your work will be rewarded. This is what my Bible is kind of giving a, a deeper explanation on. So it says, Azariah encouraged the men of Judah to keep up the good work for your work will be rewarded. This is an inspiration for us too. Recognition and reward are great motivators that have two dimensions. Number one, the temporal dimension, living by God's standards may result in acclaim here on earth, meaning it may result in reward here on earth. If you live your life according to the way of the Lord, you may be rewarded here on earth. Number two though, you also will have eternal dimension. Permanent recognition and reward will be given in the next life in heaven. Don't be discouraged if you feel your faith in God is going unrewarded here on earth. The best rewards are not in this life, but in the life to come. What I'm trying to say here, friends, in like a a practical way, is that if you run your business according to the Bible, that does not guarantee you a seven-figure bank account. That's called prosperity gospel. That's not what we're talking about. Google prosperity gospel in your free time and you'll quickly see that that's not what we're talking about. You're not guaranteed a successful life of wealth and riches and fame if you follow the Lord here on earth. You will, however, you like you might, you might, you might have riches and fame and wealth here on earth. You might. It's not a guarantee. That's that's the prosperity gospel. It's not a guarantee. What is a guarantee though, is that if you live your life here on earth in accordance to the word of the Lord, you will have reward in heaven. That goes for anybody. That that's not just that's not just me speaking to entrepreneurs and coaches telling you to run your business in accordance to the word of God. Of course I am telling you to do that. But anybody who lives their life in accordance to the word of God will 100% have reward in heaven. You may or may not see that reward here on earth, but you will see it in heaven. Friends, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. I know that it probably wasn't this sweet little tickle in your ear, but honestly, are any of my podcasts like that? <laughs> I'm very tough love. I, w- I love to just tell it to people straight. And lastly, you guys, if you do want to join the Bible study, I invite you to join. Please either send me an email. My email's down below in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is down in the show notes. You can find me at cami.wilkie. You are welcome. You are wanted. Um, you are invited to the Bible study. Come study the word of the Lord with us. We're starting again in the book of Proverbs. We're doing a chapter a week in Proverbs is better. So much better, you guys than any self-help and self-improvement book that you are ever going to read. All right, you guys, I love you. And I will see you next week on the Zero to Full Time Christian Entrepreneur Podcast. <laughs>